Okay, we are live. Episode 97. I'm in a remote location. Birthday week. Kids are outside. They were told, don't come in for 15 minutes. That's probably not going to happen. We've got a good one. Dev Sevi from Sizzle Popcorn. We've got Mel Bandler from Mel Bandler Consulting. Welcome to the show. What's popping, Mark? Thanks for having me. Popcorn. <laughs> what's popping is popcorn. All right, tell us the story. When did it start? What's it all about? Uh, yeah, so basically, uh, we could say that Sizzle Popcorn started uh, at the beginning of 2020. So uh, pre-pandemic, basically. Um, yeah, just started like concocting the idea. Actually, actually, I can take it back a little bit. 2020 is when we started selling. The idea of the brand and everything started to come about in uh, 2019, around March 2019, putting the brand together, coming up with a concept, choosing our, our tar target demographic. Basically, what our target demographic is, uh, is the gaming, content creation, streaming market, the people that live within that space. Um, you know, I, personally, I, I love watching streams and going on twitch.tv, watching streamers, uh, hanging out, uh, being part of the whole community. And through that, I realized that there was a bit of a gap in the market with like a go-to snack for the gaming industry. And I thought, what better snack um, than popcorn? You know, it's like entertainment, streaming, online entertainment, popcorn, it was like a natural fit. And so January, 2020, I uh, really started ramping up the idea and uh, putting everything together, um, you know, the whole website, making the brand actually come to life. Uh, putting together our first version packages of Sizzle Popcorn and then, you know, launching everything. And then we really got started to sell uh, March 2020. And uh, ever since then, uh, yeah, things have been growing and uh, really. That's really like the short version of it. Grabbing an accent, I'm assuming Canada. Exactly. Yes. We're based in Montreal, Canada. Montreal. Yep. Shout out, Canada. Shout out. Um, let's get into how you transitioned. Where did you start as far as a co-packer? Popcorn, at least on commercial side, is it cannot really, I don't believe, can really be done in a, in a home kitchen um, at scale. So where did you uh, start as far as contacting somebody? How did you get down that road? Uh, well, Mark, look, we're actually still doing everything by hand. Uh, we're not we're not working with a co-packer just yet. Uh, you still got to get to scale, you know, for that. Um, there's MOQs and just like certain things we gotta we gotta jump through to get to a place or a, a, a point where we could actually you know work with a co-packer and get you know have that volume. We're not there yet. Uh, we're doing everything in a commercial kitchen um, and then packing everything up by hand. It's just all manual right now. Got it. Commercial kitchen. So it's definitely can't do it at the house at the house kitchen, but commercial you can, which actually I think is interesting too. I, I, I didn't even know if you could do um, do popcorn in a commercial kitchen. So give us that, like describe that to anybody who's watching. What does that look like uh, day to day? Uh, well, yeah, basically day to day. I mean, I, I'm using just like a, I'm using a, a standard popcorn machine. I'm not using like a stovetop or anything. I'm literally using a kettle and an authentic popcorn machine on a table, you know, filling up the kettle with kernels, uh, oil and whatever other ingredients I'm using, seasoning it up, making sure it's all, you know, exactly as, as we make our sizzle popcorn. And then we package it up in bags by hand, seal it with this, a hand seal machine and then, uh, you know, put it, put it in our inventory. Okay. Uh, give us flavors. Uh, how did you, how did you come up with the flavors and, and what are they uh, and, and where and how did you source that? You don't have to give us by name, but give us sort of the, the lay of the land, how, how that went. 
Sure. Yeah. So uh, when it comes to flavoring, we really, um, I didn't mention this, but I was actually in events prior to doing uh, sizzle popcorn uh, direct to consumer packaged. Um, so I, I was able to test like flavor popularity through events. So um, I'd say our most popular flavor is cheddar. So like standard white cheddar. Uh, we have a ketchup flavor, salt and vinegar flavor, Mexican chili flavor, which is a little a little spicy. Uh, the, there's a lightly salted version, which is like our, our quote unquote plain version. Uh, and then we actually recently just launched a maple syrup flavor last week. So this is like brand new. Um, yeah, I mean, different different places that I source them. Uh, like you said, Mark, like I, I can't necessarily share where uh, we get them. But uh, yeah, we just source them from different places. Uh, it took me a bit of time to find out like, you know, the, the right combination of seasonings and like what made sense and flavor, like flavor wise and what people actually liked. Uh, but now I've, I've figured it out. I got it down pat. I know exactly what we're going for every time. Uh, but it was like a process over time. It was like a very physical, uh, I guess, test, you could say, uh, through events. And then that sort of transitioned to where we are now with the packaged goods. Give us distribution. Did you start online? You threw up the website, I think you mentioned earlier. Um, is that how you're selling now? And are there any other retail uh, partnerships that you have going or, or is that something you're putting off to, uh, for later? Uh, no, we're actually, uh, we're, we're on our website. You can find it on our website. That's like where we really started. Uh, we actually do a lot of influencer aff affiliate marketing because um, like within the gaming space, um, there's a lot of content creators that, that you know, we form partnerships with and connections with because we're very community-based as a, as, a, as a DTC brand. That's really like the whole base of our, of our, of our business is, is community. Uh, we have a hashtag sizzle fam going around. Like that's what we call our community. We call it the sizzle fam. Um, we get people to join the sizzle fam and, you know, we have, we, we give them uh, promo codes and they share with their communities. And it's been a lot of fun in that regard. Uh, so yeah, that's like the first part website. And then we are, we actually are in a few retail locations right now. We just started doing that last month. Um, because we did a bit of a reskin slash rebrand with this year. Um, you know, last year we were doing a lot of like, uh, hand labeling our bags. Now we actually printed them and worked with the manufacturer in that, in that regard. Uh, but yeah, we have like about, uh, six or seven retailers right now, but most of our business is done online on our website. Okay. Very cool. And as far as uh, website and, or, um, what I can, you know, we consider direct to consumer, give us like, start touching on those things that you mentioned. I, I think it's just important for those that are that are watching as far as how you're building your community. I know you said you're going after the gaming community. Um, I, I think that's just a, a great opportunity for brands um, that can do that because people don't understand how big esports are. Um, give us sort of the, the roadmap there as far as a strategy. Uh, well, our strategy, I mean, it really started, uh, believe it or not, on Twitter. Twitter has been like a really big platform for us. Uh, Twitter's like a hang, it's like people, you go there to hang out basically. It's, if you want to start a community around your brand, uh, I mean, there are different platforms. Obviously Instagram is great and uh, TikTok is more for awareness, but like I think Twitter is where you really can get the conversation going and actually engage with your community, which also in turn turn into uh, customers down the line. But it's like, it's just about speaking, uh, being a part of something bigger than with which is gaming slash esports i don't really consider it esports that much it's more ga gaming is actually a bigger chunk of the market than esports is uh but like yeah if you want to really get into like that gaming scene and you want to be part of the community and build your own start a twitter account get to talking 
uh, engage, uh, show support, provide value. Uh, it's, it's all about just being part of it, being cool uh, with everybody, you know, building a network on Twitter. If you really want to get in to that space, I'd say Twitter is the way to go. And then from there, you just build out other channels. Got it. Focus hard on one. And, uh, and then, yeah, the opportunities will come. What do you think about college uh, athletes? Uh, I, you may be reading up on what happens uh, with the NCAA. Um, I would just think, I mean, again, following some, you know, just randomly that they're into esports um, as a hobby, uh, or, you know, some of them are, especially those with some big followings that have engagement. Is that a strategy that you start talking about now? It's just such a a new new item and a new topic. I just want to get your take on it. Uh, I mean, when it comes to NCAA or athletes as a whole, uh, we've had some actually reach out to us with interest in our product because they do, there's crossover there. They, they stream on Twitch and they're athletes. So like in the off season, they, 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 you know, they, they, they go more towards that content creator sort of vibe. Um, I can't say we've had any actual deals go through right uh, as of yet, but it has been something that's come across or, or you know, come across the table as, you know, uh, a, possib a possibility or a reality. Uh, yeah, I mean, just my take on it, I think it's great because there's like, a, uh, there's like two audiences. There's their streaming audience and then there's the audience that follows them when they're actually on the field, uh, you know, as an athlete. So it could be really good because, again, like if you think about it, um sports as a whole entertainment and then content creation streaming also entertainment so there's crossover popcorn again natural fit with that in, in that entertainment bubble uh so it just it would make sense you know if 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 it gets to that point where we could you know do like a dual um i guess like partnership or whatever you want to call it with an athlete, yeah, it, it would make total sense. I, I, I would love, I love the idea. Where do you want to see uh, Sizzle in 12 months? Um, again, you're, you're newer, you're, you're, you know, merging, figuring things out, you're in the commercial kitchen, uh, starting to have some deeper distribution as far as um, testing out retail. Where do you guys want to be in 12 to 24 months? I'd say like, um, since you, yeah, like you said, we're not, we're, we're still out of a commercial kitchen. I'd say, you know, I, I'd love to be at a stage where we're co-packing. Uh, and actually working with a dedicated distributor, getting into retail, um, you know, ramping up marketing efforts, uh, having a more established community, uh, growing the team as well. I want to have, you know, a bit of a, a stronger team right now. I'm more of a one-man show. I do have some help on the side uh, for people, like with, from people that actually are part of the community. They asked if they could join the team. We just do some like partnership stuff on the side, some social work, uh, like social media work, customer support. So we, I mean, I do have some, sort of a support system, but I'd, I'd like to like really get into like uh, more of a, a level where we're you know running things at more of like a, a company level, um, having again, that, that distribution, uh, getting into more retail shops. I'd like, I'd, I'd like to hit over the hundred retail store mark. You know, it's just like, it's, it's a process, it's a buildup, but like when the, within the next 12 months, I think it's uh, definitely possible. Very cool. Dev, yep. Sizzle Popcorn's info is gonna be there. We're gonna switch this up, Mel, doing some consulting, give it to us, let us know what it's all about. Thanks so much, Mark. Um, yeah, so I have been working in food really from farm to table across the whole supply chain. And being from that you know, granular level, it's really easy to see that there's so many different pieces at play. And when you have an intimate understanding of your supply chain, there's a story to tell and there's really something to engage with your consumers or your customers about. And so I help brands to lean into their why and deepen their mission by communicating what they're doing 
um, for the people or planet that is impacted in their supply chain. And um, that is to be communicated either B2B or direct to consumer. So um, as you both probably are aware and are doing, um, being authentic and true to who you are is really important for brands these days. And so being able to communicate that value add beyond just being yummy is so imperative, um, especially as sustainability and social justice is at the forefront of all consumers' minds. Um, so I work with partners to really broaden who they're reaching and speaking to and how they're speaking to them, um, as well as to really drive trial and conversion by being the sustainable brand that the consumer is looking for currently. Um, and then I really help my uh, clients feel that they're developing a genuine and thoughtful touch point. Um, again, whether that be direct to consumer or with their uh, retail customers or with that B2B audience. Um, and so the goal is to make sustainability digestible because oftentimes, you know, we have this crazy idea that it's super complicated, but making it accessible and tangible is something that I try to do. And so um, giving an example, you know, Mark, you kind of have this, I'm a proud dad. This is something that is your identity. And so by partnering with your I Give Back and um, the program that you at Iwan do, I think that Heart of a Hero is obviously something that's great. And so one thing that I would potentially offer if I was working with you would be to say, hey, okay, so you work with them and we could make that more tangible by saying for every, I don't know, 10 bags bought, that is allowing one child to have an hour um, entertainment session or something with our partnership. And so it's really just breaking it down and re-sharing what you're already doing, but in ways that are um, easy to understand and really connect with as a, a third party. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, Mel's info is going to be there. Dev's info is there. Great having you. Happy Tuesday. Coming off a, a longer weekend. Be well to much success. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate it.